No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw podcast episode 143. I am your host, the warden Matt Ritter, and I am back as always with my co host, Sir Cusselot Travis Pointer, aka the Dragon King, aka Big T, aka Sweet T, aka T Money, aka T Bag, aka Black Merlin, aka the HNIC. I don't think I missed any of that. I mean, there's, there's going to soon be a new one, but, you know, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, you know. What, what's the new one going to be? I mean, it will be AKA the Dungeon Master. You know, it's going to happen. Oh, 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 know? yeah. We're getting oh. there. We will get there. It's going to happen. Be prepared, sir. <sighs> and then, like, you know, once I really learn what I'm doing, like, I'll find a way to make, like, a WWE-style campaign in D&D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Travis informed me right before we went on the air that uh, not only is he extremely interested in learning how to play D&D, but uh, he's going to require everyone in Creation World to learn how to play D&D. Um, and then I found out that even though I'm the redheaded stepchild of Creation World, who doesn't get invited on family vacations, I am included in this. So I'll be learning how to play D&D. Once again, apparently. you are invited on family vacations. If the Creation family is going on a, on a family vacation, you are part of the Creation family. Therefore, you are invited. You and your little white baby, all right? <laughs> K2? Sure. All right. The kid's more uh, important, you know, if we're going to Disney World. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Her too. <laughs> Real quick. Uh, I love you, Kate. I want to shout out the Smack Draw podcast. Uh, we had Arn on last week. We had a blast with him. Appreciated him coming on. And then uh, on Wednesday, because uh, he had some personal things going on, I got to fill in for him. So, guys, go check out. The Smack Raw podcast, uh, their Wednesday edition, their NXT edition, their NXT show. It's uh, me and at SES Vince um, covering NXT for their show. Uh, I had a blast. I think we did a great job. So definitely go check that out. And if you do, leave a comment and tell them Matt sent you. There you go. All right, Travis, it's about that time for you to slide into Sasha's DMs. I'm on it. And... Your name, girl. Tell me when you're wrong, what you do, what you like, when the kid 
Are you just enjoying the song or being indecisive right now? All right, we got a panda in a wicker basket. Looks like he's gnawing on the edge of a wicker basket. It's a cute little baby panda in a basket. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a panda in a wicker basket. And that's, you didn't describe it properly, right? It's an adorable panda in a basket. That's the important part is that the panda's cute slash adorable. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you know who Tom Segura is, right, as we get into news and rumors? Oh, yeah. Okay. Almost went to go see him live one day, and then the tickets I was supposed to get fell through. And I'm like, yeah, I like Tom Segura, but I'm not paying to see Tom Segura. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, he pissed off the entire internet wrestling community tonight. I'm sure he did. What did he say? So uh, I don't know if he was doing a podcast or just a Zoom show or whatever, but he was doing some kind of show with – a woman, and they were talking about wrestling. I guess this woman had dated someone who was into wrestling. And he went on a very Tom Segura-esque rant about how professional wrestling is not real, it's fake, and any grown male over the age of 11 that likes professional wrestling is retarded. Um, and just did this whole thing, right? Well, a news reporter took that clip and just that clip specifically posted it online (laughs) and Ron Funches went at him on Twitter. Dolph Ziggler went to him on Twitter and said, listen, I'll come on your show and debate you. If this wasn't just a comedy skit or whatever, this is what you really think of wrestling and wrestling fans. I was a collegiate wrestler. I was this, I was that, you know, I do comedy. I understand, but I'll come on. I'll let you know what's really going on. Like all these people went in on Tom Segura, what they didn't do. And I got it right here. I'm I'm not going to play it, but uh, at Harley Quinn's Mr. J, Uh, someone that I follow and enjoy following, she posted another clip that wasn't included where Tom Segura says that he understands why wrestling is so great and talks about why wrestling is so great and then says he loves wrestling and he's a wrestling fan, which is also some very Tom Segura shit. He he did his his comedy skit. He made fun of wrestling fans and all that. And he's like, yeah, but I'm one of them, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, dude, everyone got pissed. Of course so, they did. Because a lot of times when you listen to Tom Segura, you know he's like he's going to go in on people, and then he's going to try to buy it back at the end. But the thing is, I don't know, there's a lot of times, like like I said, I enjoy him, but um, he's not somebody I'd pay to see. So it's just his opinion is very um <laughs> low on the, uh, on the totem pole with me anyway. But – the thing is, he made what you just described to me is the same thing a lot of people say, like wrestling's fake and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, you know what else is fake? Everything on television. So and that's what a lot of the comments were. And we're telling them. But, he's, but in that second video, he said the same thing. He goes, it's drama. It's TV show. It's this, it's that. And yeah, these guys are performing stunts and it's not actual fighting, but, you know, they get hurt. Like the, the back part of it that didn't get posted that a lot of mm-hmm. people didn't see is him basically saying all the shit that people came and told him on Twitter. And I'm just kind of laughing. So I recommend it's you guys go follow, go follow or check out at Harley Quinn's Mr. J and find that Tom Segura clip where he kind of eases the tensions. If you're upset about what he said, um, mm-hmm. as far as his love of professional wrestling and him being a fan. Um, apparently Travis, and this should be something that, 
I would think would have been covered on uh, Creation World, but I guess Mara's not a big enough fan to catch this yet. Becky Lynch has been cast for a role in a Marvel movie. It has not been announced who she will play or what movie she will be in, but rumor and innuendo is that she will be acting in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I heard about that. I saw that on, um, I don't remember where I saw it. It was probably on Instagram or Twitter. But um, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, huh, I wonder who it's going to be. Me too. Um, My first thought is that she'll be one of the Asgardians, you know? Yeah. That's like my first thought right off the top of my head is like she'd be one of them. She'd fit in like very well in that crowd. So that would be my first thought. But outside of that, who knows? Um, also, I mean, if it's Deadpool 3, she could just play one of the random Marvel superheroes that they pluck out and stick in the Deadpool movies that, you know, was kind of obscure. Yeah, they could do that too. But maybe I feel like they, they're going to want to give her at least some somewhat of a big role, though. Maybe so. something in Guardians because Batista. Well, when I said as Guardians, I kind of used Guardians as part of yeah. that as like a little pun there to kind of pull them together. But yeah, um... What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Never mind. Whatever. I forgot. (laughs) We're going to talk about this more when we get to SmackDown, but uh, Jimmy Uso is hurt, uh, which is why the Usos are not in this tag team thing and probably why it's lacking. Like I said, we'll talk more about that when we get to SmackDown. Oh, is that why Um, we got the Lucha House Party in this shit? Probably. Um, I believe you asked me or somebody asked me. We were talking. I was talking to somebody. There's a African-American female. Are they referee. dicks the same size? Yeah, I did ask you that. Well, that's in my notes. We'll get to that. <laughs> I did put that in my notes. Don't worry. <laughs> Literally, I don't know if you can read that, but it says twin penises. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it, but I believe you. Um, no, first African-American female referee for WWE. I have noticed her, and I, I keep meaning to bring that up, and I forgot. I saw her, her last week. Her name's Aja Smith, A-J-A Smith, and... Uh, she posted a tweet letting everyone know what her name was and said to put some respect on her name because she is the first ever African-American female referee for the WWE. Hell yeah, respect on you there. Um, I think, so there's been a lot of great things that have come out of this pandemic and a lot of terrible things, more terrible than great. But one of the great things for us is the relationship that we've built with the Smack Raw podcast and you know a lot of the stuff that's been happening for the Smack and Raw podcast on Twitter and connections yeah, I- and stuff like that. Um, one of the bad things for me, and I I know it hurts you too, is the disappearance of just what seemed to be the next big thing in wrestling, Riddick Moss. I don't know where he went. I don't know what happened to him, but he has everything to be a future champion. I'm just, I'm lost without my Riddick Moss, Travis. Are you? No, not at all. I mean, I seem to be doing just fine without Riddick Moss. Like, you know. I'm guessing until I said his name, you forgot he even was on the roster. I was just about to ask you who the fuck is Riddick Moss. Uh, he was that guy that was uh, the enforcer for Mojo Raleigh that stole the 24-7 title from him. Oh, that dude I saw on TV like once and saw him when I went to see Raw Live. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I had no idea who the fuck he was then. I still don't know who he is. And to close out our news and rumors, ladies and gentlemen, Travis has found evidence to close a hotly debated subject from an earlier episode of the smack and raw podcast where we were talking about the usos and we were wondering if identical twins had identical penises uh it has been confirmed by a woman whose baby's daddy was one twin and whose husband is the other twin that their penises are not identical that's just the whole fucked up jerry springer-esque 
Yup. Situation to be yep. with. But yes, for I those saw of that, you wondering. And that was my favorite thing on the internet that day. For those of you wondering, twin dicks are not the same, which also means that Nikki and Bree have very different vaginas. Penises and vaginas are two different organs, sir. You have no idea. You're assuming right now. I am logically making a statement that if penises aren't the same, then vaginas are not the same. It's a logical assumption. It's still an assumption. All right, Travis. Raw. I'll confirm that for you once I find myself a set of twins. I'll let you know. I I would appreciate that. You know, I'm here for you. I'm I'm willing to take that hit for research purposes, you know. As a... As a married, faithful man with a child on the way, I will never find that out. So I will live vicariously through you in that aspect. I'll find out. All right, Travis. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or AEW? Where do you want to go? Can we just pretend this week didn't happen? We can pretend SmackDown didn't happen because... I mean, we could throw the whole week out, bro. Like, this whole thing bored me. But let's... um... Let's go ahead and get SmackDown out of the way. We kick it off with uh, the only good part of SmackDown. Like, I don't understand this, Travis. They've got Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman and Naomi and Sonya and Mandy and Otis and Dolph Ziggler, and they've got all this talent on SmackDown. How is this the worst show of the week? They've got the New Day. Like, how is this the worst show of the week every week? Well, How am I not entertained watching the show? As far as the New Day goes, let me just point something out to you. From getting to know the New Day a little bit better because I listen to their podcast every week, the creative force behind the New Day is not there. That being Xavier Woods. Okay. Like, for like no bullshit. Like, you know, the bigger stars, of course, are Kofi and Big E. But the creative force behind what the New Day is has always been Xavier Woods. And he's not there, so they're less entertaining. They're still fun, but they're less entertaining than they were. However, the rest of those things, the rest of those folks she's talked about on that on that roster, yeah, there's no excuse. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, it's blowing my mind. Like, there's no I excuse. am of all the talent out here, like Bray Wyatt and Aleister Black, Raw and SmackDown. Like, those are my guys. Bray and the Firefly Funhouse, and every, like, I want to care. I want to be more invested. I want. I want to give a shit, but it's just not. I don't know. It's really feeling more and Friday more. Or, it's really feeling more and more like what we said before that Braun just got thrown in there. They really didn't know what to do with it. He just They just threw him in there because they needed somebody to face Goldberg because they couldn't have Roman Reigns. And they really had plans for Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt as opposed to Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. And they probably had something better for Roman, but this is what we got. And the thing is, there's the, like they're, they're touching on history. Well, we'll get there. We're going to get there. So anyway, uh, we kick it off with uh, Sonya versus Mandy. Sonya gets the win here. Turned out to be a waste of time, but it's fine. Sonya gets the win here. Nothing big or spectacular or anything like that. No, Matt, we're supposed to care because Mandy shows so much aggression and fire in this match, and she was angry because Sonya Deville took her eyelashes off. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say this. For an opening match, it was a damn good opening match. I didn't they, dislike the match. It's just, in the end, the way it, the, the finish made it pointless. We are at a point now with the women where we can do more, especially in this kind of grudge blood feud that these two are having. You know, that this should have been on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. It should have yep. been a, 
no DQ, street fight, whatever, that they could have done something with and had more fun with. Neither of them are in the money in the bank. This could have gone somewhere and done something. And I'm sure it's not over. Mandy clearly said it's not over. But Sonya gets the win here. Both women look fantastic. Like, severely underutilized. Mandy is impressing the shit out of me because we don't really see much of her in the ring up until recently. And what we've seen is damn good. Like, however, however. The right person won the match. It was just the way that they, the person won the match. That was the problem because, honestly, if you look at them, see, Sonya Deville is, you know, she's better. It's like, you know, when I was a kid, Matt, like, okay. really, when I was real young. Yeah, before I knew you. Yeah, before you knew me. Maybe, you know, yeah, before you knew me because fourth grade is when I met you, right? No, we met in third grade, but we didn't start talking until fourth grade. Because our classes were right next to each other. You were, the, you were the black kid with the Horace Grant fucking goggles. That's how I knew you until fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I used to play basketball against my Shout brother. out to the last dance. Oh, Horace. Anyway, shout out, you know, to that whole thing. Because that's just fucking phenomenal. It brings me back. You know, like our first ex- real experience with basketball, like the Bulls won the championship in 91. We were four years old when that happened, Matt. We were four years old. That was our introduction to basketball, sir. And, and, and then the 90s happened. They won five more, and we had Michael Jordan. Excuse me if I'm not as excited about the NBA now. I'm sorry. Well, we started way the fuck up here. <laughs> also, 98 was the last time I watched basketball until the Bulls drafted Eddie Curry because – Eddie Curry graduated from high Thornwood School. High yeah, School yeah, yeah, yeah. the year before I got there and would come back in his Escalade and hang out and go see the coaches and talk to people and shit. So I got to see this NBA rookie draft pick just strolling around my high school my freshman year, and it was cool as shit. Then he didn't do nothing. Went to the Knicks and sat on the bench, and I didn't give a shit about basketball ever again. You, and this is the thing. People say shit like that. Like, he didn't do anything. Guess what? He got paid millions of dollars to do nothing. So Oh, exactly. I'm not <laughs> – so I'm not knocking him for it. I'm just saying. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. I used to play my brother in basketball a lot. And, you know, he used to whoop my ass every time. You know why? Because he was better than me. And that's the way this fucking thing should go. Like, in the end, Sonya Deville should win all these matches. You know why? Because she's better. And, you know, it, no matter how much fire and, like, drive, and intensity that Mandy Rose shows, Sonya Deville should win every one of these matches. No bullshit. I'm not even like, and, and a lot of times I'm okay with it, you know, if she would have win, like, you know, for the entertainment factor. But this is one of those cases where I feel like Sonya Deville should win every time. And I'm not going to, dis- surprisingly, I'm not going to disagree with you, Travis. Um, here's the funny thing is, this is probably the most we're going to talk about anything on SmackDown that happened on SmackDown. It was probably the best part of SmackDown, sadly. And even here, we just went on a two- or three-minute rant about the 1990 Bulls in the middle of the conversation. So By that the way, the first part of that documentary like. came on, and I heard the introduction thing, the Bulls music, and I got chills, sir. Like, it was just, whew. Okay, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, next up, we had the New Day and the Lucha House Party lose Bro, the 90s the was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the Miz, Morrison, and the Forgotten Sons. Um so what <laughs> exactly <laughs> new day lost because they had lucha house party on their team like <laughs> yeah that's what happened that's what happened 
Um, then we get a Corbin promo about money in the bank. Later on, Daniel and Drew need a tag team partner for the main events against Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke. So they pull Otis aside and say, hey, Otis, did you hear what Corbin was saying about Mandy? Come walk with us. And they're using that to – I'm pretty sure they could have just asked him. I mean, he's not yeah, doing he, anything else. Yeah, he he's a tag it. team wrestler that's not in the tag team division who, who's tucky. Like, one of my favorite things about Otis is the tucky, which Kate does a great impression of, by the way. Um and Tucker's not there. Where the fuck is Tucker? Where the fucker is Tucker, Travis? I don't know. He's useless now because Otis has Mandy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then if we, we get a Jeff team partners and all of a sudden have Mandy Rose, I wouldn't need you anymore either. That's hurtful. I know. I know. It was supposed to be. <laughs> it's true, but that's hurtful. Um, then we get a Jeff Hardy interview with Renee because he's back and – Sheamus is in the back kind of talking shit to the screen as Jeff's doing his interview. Jeff calls him out. And it's funny because I was talking shit the whole time too. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I started doing? I started playing Final Fantasy X on my Switch. And I should care. I really should because even though he's not my favorite Hardy boy and I have my opinions about Jeff Hardy, he's a former WWE champion. Sheamus is a former world heavyweight champion. These are two former champions in the lineage of, you know, the greatest sports entertainment championship lines ever, blah, 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 blah. This should feel more important, but instead we've got Sheamus creepily stalking Michael Cole as Michael Cole talks about Jeff Hardy and then comes out and gets his ass whooped by Jeff Hardy. It will all be worth it if he kisses Michael Cole. They didn't even include Michael Cole in this. Like, after he got his ass whooped, he didn't even go over to Michael Cole and, like, get Michael Cole's face and make him uncomfortable. Like, that would have made it better. Is it you came out, have. you talked all that shit. Jeff whooped your ass, hit you with the swanton. You got up, and then you went and took it out on Michael Cole because that's how you've been communicating through this entire time. Yeah. Is just get, like, and then it continues all the way through the pay-per-view. And at the pay-per-view, he kisses Michael Cole. Uh, then we got a Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt segment. Uh, so what? Woo-hoo. Like I said, like I want to care, and this 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 wasn't bad. Like Bray shows up, he's got the black sheep mask. He's telling Braun to take the mask to come home. You've got the puppets telling him to come home. But I feel like it's like not we that saying, it was bad. It should have been better. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> from what we've seen from the Firefly Funhouse and from Bray Wyatt with. The feud with John Cena and the feud with Daniel Bryan and the way they use the history, he should be fucking with Braun Strowman in more interesting and fun ways. And he's not. He's reading stories and he's coming down with the mask. And it, like you said, it feels all very thrown together. Like it wasn't really planned out or a whole lot of effort was put into it. Like they're just trying to buy time to do whatever they're going to do at Money in the Bank. We should have like, you know, the whole thing they were doing, like kind of like what they were doing with John with the, you know, multiple Bray Wyatt's in the crowd and shit. And like the fucking throwing a fake Braun Strowman in the crowd. All kind of shit that you could be doing. To All this stuff Braun is Strowman's head. pre-recorded too, so they could do it. They recorded everything up through Money in the Bank and Money in the Bank's already been recorded. So like you could do that shit because it's not live. There's nobody there. They need to take Make advantage it of the fact that they have to do that and use it. Like it's just... They could do so much interesting stuff now, and they're not. And it's just, you have the resources and the time now 
to make things more interesting. You have to do, you can do some cinematic shit and you won't do it. Why won't you do it? By the um, way, the money in the bank, the fact that both the matches are happening at the same time, I think they listened to this podcast and heard me say that. But go ahead, continue. Cool. We'll talk about that. We'll get there. Uh, then we got Tamina and Lacey Evans defeating the Boston Hug Connection. Are they still the Boston Hug Connection? They still got to be the Boston Hug Connection, right? Just because their heels doesn't mean they're no, they don't have a tag team name anymore, right? Yeah, but Bailey doesn't hug anymore, so they can't be the Boston Hug Connection. If we replace half, half of that doesn't happen. <laughs> what if we what if we got rid of Bailey, Boston Bob, because you got the on. Bob haircut now, so the Boston Bob Connection. You're, you're killing me, Travis. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. Take Bailey out, put Mia Yim in, and then we'll call them the Boston Thug Connection. I knew where you were going with that, and I'm like, we need to end this before he gets there, and I didn't stop you. I just let you do it. And <laughs> uh, then we got – speaking of that, I sent you that thing from that guy on Twitter where he said to put Titus O'Neil and Shelton Benjamin in the tag team. No, no, I'm not acknowledging that I saw that. <laughs> no, no. No, I am not. Okay, you don't have to, but here, white people, my people. Go ahead. Go we ahead. have the same. We have. Listen to me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to your people. You cannot, you cannot take two people of color, just throw them in a tag team because, oh, they're both black, and give them a generic-ass black tag team name. You cannot do that. That is what we've been doing since – the fucking 80s or earlier and that we've been complaining about the stereotyping you cannot just take two black guys because oh they're both black and call them the soul brothers like you can't do that don't suggest that shit don't feed into that shit don't embarrass me because then i've got to come on this podcast and sit across from a man that i've known since third grade and look him in the eye and apologize for all of you people for that fucked up shit so travis i am sorry on behalf of that person and all of the people in my race that think that that is just an okay thing to do. No, I accept your apology, sir. And it's just, when you sit, I looked at it and I'm just like, you know, you know, sometimes I reach and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not talking about this and I'll go back to what I'm doing. You just won't hear from me that day, but it's just, but that one, I'm just like, nigga, what? What world does Shelton Benjamin go with Titus O'Neil besides the fact that they're both black? Like, it, besides that, what do they have in common? And I don't understand why it's got to be Titus. Like, you could put Shelton Benjamin with anybody. Titus O'Neil with anybody. It doesn't have to be another black guy just because they're both athletic, talented, and black does not mean that they need to be put together. And if you're going to do it, at least put some effort into it. And come up with a creative name and a reason for them being together, not just they're both black. Seriously, white people, stop it. And honestly, stop Sheldon it. Benjamin is a fucking excellent tag team wrestler. He can have a great tag match with just about anybody. So, yeah. Hell, he carried Chad Gable. Damn right he did. All right. Where'd he go? Uh, he, is he one of the ones that got fired? No, he didn't get fired, but I don't know where the fuck Shorty G is. Um, can we pretend he got, got fired? Huh? Can we pretend he got fired? Sure. Okay. Um, then we got more of this hacker stuff, which is actually I'm intrigued by. I enjoy this GTV-esque Yo. hacker audio. Yo. What is it? Like the truth will be revealed? Is that what he says? Mm-hmm. What if it's our truth? 
from the audio that played where they said, I hope it's not. I really, I'm like, I hope it's not our truth. I hope it's actually something like really like no deeper and good, you know. But what mm. if it's our truth? I'll, I'll, I'll have to laugh. Hold <laughs> on, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> but at the same time, I want them to give us something better than that. Well, <laughs> I'm not even gonna. Um, <laughs> who do you think this, uh, the audio that they played were? Because it was a, a hidden audio. It sounded like a female voice, but they could have made it sound like a female voice. It still could be the New Day. I feel like they're alluding to it being Bliss and Cross. Maybe it was being Alexa Bliss saying, you know, uh, payments coming soon or whatever they yeah uh, yeah that, or it about. could have been you know you know Sasha and Bailey you know it's, it could like I'm I'm could be Sasha my first my first thought is that it's one of the female tag teams yeah and last what if it's, what if it's not Alexa what if it's Nikki Cross what if Nikki's could actually be. using Alexa you know that'd be a, something different mm-hmm Instead of turning Alexa heel on somebody again and having her be the mean girl again, do something different. Have Nikki turn heel, exactly. Mm-hmm. Have her be that little crazy, got... like stalker kind of crazy, you know? Like, like, like Nikki James or exactly. Trish Stratus. I was, I was about to say Nikki James mixed Trish Stratus kind of thing. Yo, do you remember WrestleMania where Mickey James grabbed Trish by the pussy, Donald Trump style, and then just went? I vaguely remember that. For those of you who didn't at see WrestleMania, this, who are just looking, you know, he did the V with his hands and licked between it, just in case you were just listening and didn't see what he just did. But yeah. I believe they've actually cut that out of the WWE Network uh, recap of that match. If I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube. Oh, it is. <laughs> I, I've seen it, and it was recently. Um, were you were you that, looking for it, Matt? Were no, I wasn't. It, it, it sure was, it was a gif. Yeah, I, I bet it was a it was a gift that I think someone used on Twitter, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. That happened. Mm-hmm. Um, last but not least, Shinsuke, Corbin, and Cesaro defeat Gulak, Daniel Bryan, and Otis. And then they Sorry, brawl bro. for like five minutes afterwards. And they're like, oh, this is going to be a preview of what we might get in the corporate battle royal. But at the WWE headquarters, oh, and Corey Graves gave us a little tour of the WWE headquarters and all the things that could possibly get fucked up. While we're there. They, they do that thing with Otis about the ladder not being able to sustain him and ship, even though heavier people than him have climbed the ladder. But whatever. And that hurts my feelings because as a heavier person, I know a ladder can hold me, and if it can hold me, it can hold Otis. And it's it's held people bigger than Otis, like on WWE television. Like it's just it's dumb. Why are you doing I'm that? I'm gonna say they have made a very pronounced uh, production about Vince McMahon's office and this dinosaur skull in Vince McMahon's office. If we go through this entire six-person men, six-woman money in the bank, and they do not go into Vince's office, and we do not see the dinosaur head, and someone does not get thrown into the dinosaur head, I am going to be sorely disappointed. It may ruin the entire thing for me. I don't care how great it is. You cannot keep talking to me about a fucking dinosaur skull in Vince's office week after week and then not give me that. It's kind of like on Batman, the animated series. In the Batcave, there was a giant T-Rex in there for some reason, and they never explained to us why that T-Rex was in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same shit. So if they do the same thing as Batman, the animated series, you, WWE, are not as great as Batman, the animated series, so you need to do better. Spit or swallow, Travis Smackdown. Spit. Yep, spitting that shit. Tui. 
AEW, NXT, or Raw? Man, I don't know. Flip a coin. They all suck. Um, NXT. NXT. Um, I know you probably think it sucked because there was no Keith Lee. They did a lot of safe stuff on NXT. It wasn't just the fact that there was no Keith Lee, but we'll, can, we'll, we'll talk more about this as we go on as to why this just didn't hit for me either. Okay, because um, I'm curious. So I'm assuming you saw the opening match, Gargano versus Dominic Dijakovic. Yep. How'd you like the match? Waste of time. Why? Because you go into this match knowing, okay, they got Dijakovic here. He's been losing to Keith Lee. So now we're going to put him in there with, with Gargano. And what is it? What, what are they showing me here that I haven't seen before? Um, no, I hear you. I, he lost again. Um, and they is, showed more of what Gargano is, and they had a little bit of Candice LeRae come out, and then she went went away. And it's just well, she was actually integral in Johnny Gargano getting that win. Um, yeah. the turnbuckle spot was really cool. The one they where tried, Johnny was, was working on for the entire time. It's just oh my god! When he got up there for the power bomb and he pulled it mm-hmm. off, and Candice caused a distraction, allowing him to drive him back into it, and. It was a good spot. I enjoyed it. It was something it felt, I haven't really it, seen. It felt very coincidental, but I get you. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a good match. It was a good wrestling match. It, was, it wasn't a bad good. match. It was just – it just wasn't interesting to me. That's all. Yeah. And Johnny's got a new finisher that we saw, and it is uh, – excuse me um, – called oh, – it was the final something um, – Slipping me, but it was the same thing that they called that last match they had with Tommaso Ciampa. So there was that there too. Mm-hmm. New music, heel persona, blah blah blah. Uh, I feel you. He, it's another one of those things. Like I get it, but it should have been better. It's just kind of like it's just kind of how I felt about it. But go ahead. Well, and that's the discussion that I was having on Wednesday. Is everything feels fast forwarded on NXT, and I don't know why because NXT is a show that's traditionally taken time to tell stories and put effort into it. One of those things and, you talked to me about it. You're just like, oh, they take your time to do a bit more old school kind of builds and all that kind of shit on NXT, and then they just hot shot it all. Yeah, recently that's what they've been doing. Um, did you see the Imperium promo? Negative. The NXT UK guys. Yeah, negative. About the I, I know who Imperium is. I Nope, I didn't see it. That's the one with Walter. Yeah. Uh, did you see Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher? No, I didn't see Gentleman Jack. <laughs> okay. Did you see Zia Lee versus Chelsea Green? No. Did you see Killer Cross's debut or Carrion Cross's debut? Yep. So, what? Okay, so... First off, the entrance. The entrance was dope. When I saw the entrance, I'm like, Matt is probably masturbating right now. But <clears throat> when yeah, the match happened, it was it was it was very paid by numbers, big dude debut. So it was like it's not not that it was bad. It was just like, okay, that's what I expected. Yeah, exactly. But the entrance is dope as shit. It's one of the coolest entrances. I mean, we've seen since Alistair Black or the Demon Finn Balor. Um you had the black and white with the bird and you got Scarlet standing there and he comes in and she drops the cape and walks down and she's got the leather on with the fishnets and the claws and she's singing into the camera and we go from black and white to color. The presentation, fantastic. I complained about this. And with then Vince. the bell rang. 
I don't like the fact that he's using a rear naked choke because it's like the spear. Everyone uses a rear naked choke. Asuka uses a rear naked choke. And his Mo doesn't even look as good as Asuka's. <laughs> yeah, and then they call it the fucking cross jacket, which... But I'm intrigued. The entrance has got me intrigued. I want to see him actually do some shit with a bigger name and not a squash match and see it's, what we get out of him. Well, that's the thing. It's like when I say it was just, you know, paint by numbers, you know, debut kind of match, it's what they should do. I'm not mad that they did it. It just doesn't do much for me. You know what right. I mean? I'm with you. Uh, did you see the interview with the newly bros, uh, Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle? Negative. Your NXT tag champs are missing from Hulu once again. It was just an interview. Um, did you see Charlotte and EO? Yep. So this is what I this is the first thing I'm talking about when I said they played this week very safe. I was of the opinion that this Charlotte versus EO match should have been saved. But it's another thing that we went right to. EO won it two weeks ago. Charlotte had one match, and we're jumping right into Charlotte versus EO. Charlotte loses via DQ. Um and Vince brought this up, and this was a great point. You remember when Charlotte was fighting Ooh, Ronda Rousey? Vince? From the Smack Raw podcast, at SES Vince, the guy that I did the show with on Wednesday. You know I don't know them niggas. You need to say their names and, like, let me know who they are besides just, like, Vince. Who's Vince? Okay, Vince I got you now. from the Smack Raw podcast, the NXT show. Um, he was I'm talking fucking about- with you. I'm fucking with you, Vince. You cool people. Uh, <laughs> He did tell me that he really enjoyed how I'll try and show you another side of shit and you just constantly shut me down. I'm like, yeah, he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> Charlotte against Ronda. When Charlotte couldn't beat Ronda, she went out and grabbed a kendo stick and ended the match because she couldn't beat Ronda in the ring. Mm -hmm. Charlotte did the same thing here with EO. She wasn't mm -hmm. EO, so she went and got the kendo stick and ended it and kept her title. Which is good for EO because it shows that Charlotte sees EO as a threat and she was trying to eliminate that threat. Also, Rhea Ripley showed up and didn't do her full entrance before saving the minority. <laughs> yeah, she, didn't, she didn't stop at the top of the ramp and stomp her foot <laughs> before she, she came ran right down. down. <laughs> she came right down. Didn't wait for a music cue or anything. No, she didn't. She actually helped. <laughs> saved EO. So it's not a race thing. She came down, saved EO. Well, um, well it, it might still be a race thing. She helped the Asian. Maybe she's okay with Asians. <laughs> Charlotte runs off, and then Io and Rhea argue. I actually enjoyed Io yelling at Rhea in Japanese, and Rhea's like, shut up. You should be grateful. I just saved you. Shut up. And then they continue this backstage. Did you see the backstage stuff with those two? I did. Yeah, where they're arguing back and forth and Rhea's calling her ungrateful and they get into a shoving match and all that. I personally think they should have came to blows and brawled and not... They should have. They absolutely forth, should have, and they didn't give me that. It's another problem I had with NXT this week, but continue. More than likely, we're going to get either a number one contenders match between Rhea and Io or a triple threat match with Charlotte. We'll probably find that out in the coming weeks. Um, did you see Kushida versus Jake Atlas? Asian Marty McFly. I know who you're talking about. I'm okay. trying to remember. I kind of re I remember Kushida is Asian Marty McFly now, I think. 
Now, will I remember next week? I don't know. But right now, I do. And no, I did not see that match. Have you ever drank so wine they... through a Twizzler before? No, I have not. I just did it for the first time, and I'm like, I'm kind of glad I did it. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and then you saw, did you see the stuff with Finn Balor? Yes. Okay. So Finn comes out, and he cuts a promo about the person that attacked him and tried to take him out. He's talking about how they went after him because he's a big star. And, you know, they think that they're going to get the big push from taking him out with the lights and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But the only push they're going to get, are you enjoying yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just needed the people to see it. But anyway, go ahead. The only push they're going to get is a squash. And then we've got Cameron Grimes coming out for a squash match. He wins the match. And then gets on the mic and starts talking about fucking Finn Balor. And we can see from the use of the camera angle that they've got Finn Balor walking up behind him as he's looking at the camera, talking shit. And Finn gets in the ring. And Cameron Grimes is like, oh, you know, I didn't attack you. Someone beat me to it. I should have done it. But if you were here, I'd slap you in the face. And Finn's like, I'm here now. Go ahead. Slap me. Go for it. Slap me. And Cameron's kind of backing down. And then he goes for it. Gets taken down. Finn takes him out. Good shit. Speaking of slaps, you ever watch those videos? Like I usually see them on ESPN. I think it's in Germany, but it's like this Contest. competition where people like slap each slap, like slap the fuck out of each other. Mm -hmm. I saw this one. This one, this dude did a slap on this dude that's like way bigger than him. Didn't flinch. He slapped him back. He came back up. His ear was bleeding. I'm like, dude, you need to just go home. Like, <laughs> it's just, but anyway, back to this. Um, yeah, I saw it. Fun fact. First time I saw Cameron Grimes win a match. True. True. Um, hasn't been winning much since the breakout tournament. Um, since the who? The NXT breakout I tournament. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for Finn Balor because everything since he's been kind of down in NXT they've tried to do is just hit like roadblocks. He was going to do that thing with Johnny Gargano and Johnny Gargano got hit and that got pushed back. They finally did that. Then they were setting up this thing with Walter and then Corona hit and the Walter thing got shoved to the side. Then he was in the thing with Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole and then Velveteen Dream may or may not have sent dick pics to people. He didn't. The more I think about that, the more I think like that's some bullshit. But anyway, go ahead. Well, we're going to talk about that in the next match. Um, may or may not have. So that kind of, I think they've kind of getting away from that until everything's cleared up. So now they're putting him in the story with Cameron Grimes, and they're really just killing time until they can get him to face Walter. But I feel bad for the guy because he's just like, every time they start doing something with him, some shit comes up and he gets derailed. Yeah. It's been one unfortunate thing after another. A series of unfortunate events. I knew you'd do it. Thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. so much. You know, sometimes I don't hate you as much. And then we got uh, Cole, Adam Cole versus Dream for the NXT title. And again, played it safe. His entrance is not nearly as fun without the crowd. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, Adam, you probably both of them, but Adam Cole. Well, Adam Cole is what I was talking about yeah. because they, they, they piped in the boom, you know. But it wasn't when he did the Adam Cole baby thing, like the crowd not doing it with him. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm with you. Um, so here's my 
here's my take, and I'll, I want to hear yours. They put Dream in the main event. They didn't do this, like, first match, get it out of the way, be done with it. They let him be in the main event. Um, Cole got the win here, thanks to some shenanigans, which we'll talk about. So they didn't beat Velveteen. So they're not burying Velveteen Dream and, like, writing him off. No, they kept so, him. They they kept him pretty solid. I'm not mad right now, but go ahead. Well, that but I I'm thinking that they didn't put the title on Dream because of what's going on. They're waiting to kind of see how it plays out. So this is <sighs> the safe way to go about it. Is we don't really know where this is going to go, so we're not going to bury you and take you off TV and just be done with you because we don't want to say you're guilty. We also don't want to put the title on a guy who may or may not be in trouble here in a little while depending on how all this plays out. Here's why I disagree with that take. This came out last week, right? Uh, after NXT, I think, yeah. Yeah. Or no, we, well, we talked about Friday, so I don't know. It was anyway, irrelevant. Yeah. It was last week. But you've already talked about how they filmed all this stuff ahead of time. So it's just did, you know, is did that really have an effect on it? You know? I don't know if they taped NXT ahead of time or not. I know they've taped Raw and SmackDown. If money in the they back. didn't do Raw and SmackDown live, I highly doubt they did NXT live. Okay. So that kind of like, I don't think that's, that had anything to do with it. I think they did that. They've already taped all that stuff. So, again, kind of like how I feel with everything else that happened this night. You know, it was just like, why did you bother doing this? <laughs> It's just, we're, after all is said and done, we're in the same place now we were last week. Unless they're just setting Except up for, for a, the fact that this, this carrying cross dude is here now. Unless, of course, we're setting up for something bigger later. Or it could have something to do you with have the man a lot that of hope, sir. interfered on behalf of and inadvertently cost Velveteen Dream, the title, because... Did he really inadvertently cost him the title? I think that was more the ref's fault than anybody else. Because why was he hanging his head all out the ring and shit? Like, he was dude, yelling at them, telling them to get out of here. He could do that without sticking his head out through the ropes and shit. That was his dumbass fault. I blame the ref for that. I don't even blame... um, What's his name with the gloves? Aryan dude. What, what the fuck is his name? What is his name? Dexter. Travis? There you go. <laughs> Dexter Loomis slides out from underneath the <laughs> ring to take on Roderick Strong and Bobby the way Fish. He slid out was kind of funny too. I was like, <laughs> "Look at him!" <laughs> but anyway, mm -hmm. go ahead. To take out Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, who tried to interfere on behalf of Adam Cole. In the process, he throws Roderick Strong up over his head. He collides with the ref, knocking the ref out. Dream hits the Purple Rainmaker elbow, goes for the pin, but there is no ref. Won the Adam match. Cole. He had the shit won. Then rallies should be your NXT champ, but referees are fucking stupid and fragile, which you can't be both. Pick a struggle, all right? <laughs> you cannot be stupid and fragile. <laughs> so, Velveteen Dream. Speaking of stupid, rewind back to SmackDown. I'm sorry, because back to that first match that we were talking about, because the ref got all the way up to a count of eight. Then turned to man and he said, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And then just stopped counting for about 28 seconds before she threw it back in the ring. And that irritates the fuck out of me. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm Give with me. you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, Is that if I'm going to get on AEW for not enforcing rules, I'm going to get on WWE too. What the fuck are y'all doing? And I appreciate your fairness because you don't see a lot of that, especially on Twitter. 
Um, I'm equal opportunity shit on people over here, sir. So I'm intrigued by Dexter Loomis. I want to know why he's trying to help Velveteen Dream. I'm curious as to what this whole, as we talked about last week, Elmira persona where he like crushes his playmates and then pets them as they lay dead in his lap thing they're doing is I want to know if they're going to listen to the show like you thought they did about money in the bank and get him some body bags because I think what would have been really entertaining dragging him to the back as Adam Cole was getting the pin and then wait, Adam Cole wait, got wait. up you thought what would be really entertaining is what go ahead gotcha I saw that you fucking froze too um that if Dexter Loomis had a body bag under the ring and it put Roderick strong in it and started dragging him up the rampway as Adam Cole was getting the pin. And then instead of celebrating Adam Cole had to get up and like chase after him to go save his buddy. Well, here's the thing in order for them to listen, I have to say it. And I'm not. So you want me to believe that all of the sudden out of the blue, WWE is just going to start listening to black people. Not black people, black person. Okay. Okay. Almost lost my mind. Careful there. <laughs> Not good enough for Hulu, NXT edition. We had an Imperium promo where they talked about how they're going to take on uh, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher for the titles, um, inserting themselves into the NXT tag division ranks, which I'm happy for because I'm – um, they've been really entertaining and that faction could really use something like this, especially since NXT UK is not taking place right now. And the other half of that faction is overseas and can't be a part of this. Go ahead. Where are those, uh, where, where are your LWO luchadors at? No idea. Okay. Uh, Tazawa defeated Jack Gallagher to go two and zero in this tournament. So, the guy they've been jobbing out on Monday Night Raw is now 2-0 and in the NXT Cruiserweight Interim Champion Tournament. And uh, I also looked it up, Travis, by the way, because you brought this up. And a bumber shoot, as you called it. You remember that? Yeah, the umbrella, a bumber shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not British. Oh, what is it? It's American. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Go Bumper shoot is uh, where I looked this up because it was with Kate, but anyway, uh, it's old school English, um, or old school American, but yeah, it's not English, it's American from <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> the more you know, cartoons don't teach you everything, people. Zia Lee loses to Chelsea Green, who has Robert Stone out there. Uh, because Aaliyah comes down and distracts Zia Lee. So they've been using this weird side story between Zia Lee and Aaliyah to get Chelsea Green a win for once because she's part of the Robert Stone brand, but Robert Stone hasn't done shit, but basically shoot a trailer for a porno with her. Um, she bought really just telling me a bunch of random words because I've seen none of this in like the last month. So she her finisher is the unprettier, but she calls it the I'm prettier. And she I hear you. you, you, uh, you she you, might not have botched it, but it was botched. You, you've talked about this for weeks, and I've just not seen any of it. So it's just like it might as well not exist. It's kind of like how I didn't uh, you know, believe you that there was a Luchasaurus until it happened. And Kushida 
beats Jake Atlas to also go 2-0. So now the only two undefeated people in the interim cruiserweight tournament are Kushida and Tazawa. So just the Asians. Just the Asians. Makes you think that, you know, maybe Vince has an Asian fetish or, you know, maybe a guy that's running NXT. That's really the only way you can explain why Kai and Tai stayed around so long. That dated someone named China might have an Asian fetish? Anyway. Uh, I mean, Asuka was way better in NXT, and so was Kyrie Sane, and now Io Shirai, hmm. and Shinsuke Nakamura was NXT champion. Well, <laughs> if, you st- if you start connecting dots and looking at the stars, well, there was a guy who dated someone by the name of China who seems to put a lot of Asian talent in prominent roles that they don't get on the main roster. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to get in so much trouble. By the way, did I ever, when I used uh, What These Bitches Want from DMX, did we ever get a copyright claim for that? Because you said we were going to. I really thought we would. I haven't gotten an email from YouTube yet. Beautiful. I just knew that one was going to get us. Like, we've gotten them for some of the most random shit. Mm-hmm. How we get it for genuine and not for DMX? Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, not good enough for Hulu. Imperium promo, Tozawa. Beating Gallagher. Is Genuine a bigger star than DMX and we just don't know it? Well, I will say that Pony has made a resurgence over the last few years. Pony didn't need a resurgence. Pony has been one of my themes since I was like 12. All right. It's, dude, it's crazy because that was Kate and I's song for a little while. Like, oh, wait a minute. So, what you're saying is recently white people have discovered Pony. Well, I mean, I've always known about it, and Kate's always known about it, but other white people, yeah, I guess. Is they that what happened? They a remix of Pony, like, a few years back. Okay, yeah. And it's, it's Okay, white people discovered Pony. I got you. I got you. I'm with you now. I Now I know what happened. It's okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm just, I just need to know what happened. Zia Lee loses to Chelsea Green, and Kushida defeats Jake Atlas. Are we going Raw or AEW? Uh, oh, wait. Spit or Swallow, NXT? Spit. Um... Yeah. Are you gonna swallow it? Yeah. Oh yeah, we got the carrying cross shit. I'm sure that that got your jollies pretty high before anything else happened. So, yeah, I get you. And you like the Gargano shit too, didn't you? I. It was a good match. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of good wrestling here. I like good wrestling. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't enough bad wrestling here. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Listen, if you can't, I think that if you can't be great, you need to strive to be as bad as possible and commit to it. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's go raw. Switch it up a little bit. I know you expect me to go AEW. I'm gonna go raw. We've got MVP's VIP lounge again. This time he's got the three women who qualified for the Money in the Bank match that he also did not qualify for. Uh, in Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Asuka. Nia talks her shit. My favorite part about this was Shayna took a couch, and Asuka took a couch, and Nia had to sit on the table. <laughs> table in the middle. My favorite. That was funny to me too. But one of my favorite things too was when Asuka came into the ring, and MVP started speaking to her in Japanese, and she got so excited. Asuka's <laughs> <laughs> really kind of been the highlight of. Monday Night Raw and this lack of because she's thing. fucking entertaining without speaking English. Mm-hmm. How is she more entertaining than the rest of your roster? She doesn't even speak English. 
because she's that damn good. Exactly. She's like everybody else. Literally everybody else on Raw. Step your fucking game up. Of course, Nia Jax. Raw and SmackDown. Step your fucking game up because the one person on Raw who doesn't speak English is shitting on all y'all on the mic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nia gets knocked out by Shayna and Asuka, and then they go at it, and yeah, money in the bank. Yeah. Uh, Did you see the gauntlet match? Where's his tag team at? Don't he have a tag team now? Didn't you tell me that last week? Yeah. Where are they Uh, at? They had a match later that was probably not good enough for Hulu. (laughs) That explains it. Continue. Uh, did you see the gauntlet match for the last spot in the Money in the Bank to replace Apollo Crews? Yes. AJ wins. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited because I'm watching this, and it was all minorities, Travis. There wasn't a white person in the match till AJ showed up. Or No, I'm sorry, Austin Theory. Was yeah, the first but he, I know what you're saying. And then the white guy won. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, not not just the white boy, but the Southern Georgia white boy. One match. We Which are not, we are not too it? happy with Georgia right now, people, in case you all don't know. We are not pleased with Georgia, all right? Georgia is fucking up right now. Big time. Fucking Big dear. Time. I saw no grounds for Georgia. Fuck you. Sorry, I got upset. No, no, no. I, because I, I just, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, I we understand. are not, we're not happy with Georgia. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. We're gonna move on. I agree. Before I get uh, upset, but no, I was like, oh shit, we got Titus O'Neil and Shelton Benjamin and Angel Garza and all these minorities, and we're like, we're not gonna. We took the spot away from a black guy. We're gonna give it to a minority. We're gonna do this. Nope. And then AJ Styles wins, which. When you found out AJ Styles was in the match, you knew he was going to win. Yeah. Like, but at the same that- time, I don't – I understand why they did it. But I don't like the fact that pretty much you're like, yeah, it's all over. The Undertaker shit's done with. I'm going to pretend this didn't happen. And that's something they talked about on Busted Open that really pissed off Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca is if you have a match like the Boneyard match and you get buried alive, you need to come back different. There needs to be to come some back kind of – consequence from that happened the experience you went through there needs to be something that changes you from that aj can't come out and be like yeah i got buried alive so what and like completely discount the best match at wrestlemania like you can't do that exactly and normally i don't get all bent out of shape about stuff like that but this is one that i'm just like really come on now like this is the the best thing that you did at your biggest show of the year and you're just pretty much tossing it aside Um, AJ then goes on a rant, like I said, talks about, yeah, he got buried, so what? He's in this match, and he says if he has to, he'll throw Aleister Black and Rey Mysterio off of the roof of the building. Somebody needs to go off the roof now. Well, they've said it a couple times, Travis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As much as Show me Dinosaur Skull, I need to see Dinosaur Skull. You say somebody's going off the top of the roof, you need to throw somebody off the roof. We need some Halloween Havoc circa 95 going on here. Somebody needs to go off the roof. Um, did you see Aleister Black's promo after that? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. Did you see Seth's promo? Yes. The little interview where he's trying to save Drew McIntyre. And yeah. yeah. Did this make you care any more about Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins? Nope. Do you care at all about Drew McIntyre? Nope. Rollins? 
Do you think that the problem is Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, or just creative? I think the problem is creative at this point because the thing is, I it seems like one of those things they just kind of like, ah, we need something to happen with the title right now. The only th- the, the thing that's intriguing right now is the Money in the Bank ladder match. I want to know what they're going to do, what's going to happen there. Everything else seems to just be kind of just like, eh, whatever. Okay. Did you see uh, MVP pumping up? Oh, no, you didn't. No. no. I saw no more of MVP for the rest of the night. Did you see Buddy Murphy backstage? Promo. Yes. He's Seth's disciple. He's Buddy Murphy. He's not Tokar or Razor. Buddy had some momentum with this Aleister Black shit, and I really thought once he joined Seth and this group, they were going to do something with this group, and it was going to be cool, and it was going to be good for him. And I don't know if it was Corona or what, but they just kind of shit the bed here. I really think it had more to do with Corona than anything because, like, the fact that what what's the actual AOP is just gone, you know, mm-hmm. just not there at all. I think that has more to do with COVID than anything else. Um, yeah. They they really could have done a lot with that group. Like I said, they just need to add one more person to it, most likely a woman, to have that whole thing feel like a real group to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And they could have done so much with it, but, you know, then the world fell apart. So, you know, a lot of these things I'm just like, yeah, I understand. But at the same time, it's just like there are other things I'm like, you could have done better. I hate to ask this because I'm looking at what you didn't see. And I'm assuming no, no. I know this match happened, and I didn't see it. I know you about talking about the tag match, right? Yeah. No, no, it didn't happen. I didn't see it on fucking Hulu. I know the match happened. I didn't even watch it on YouTube because I was so mad that it wasn't on Hulu. Did you see the Charlotte match? Charlotte had a match. I saw a promo. Wait, what was the match? Liv Morgan. Oh yeah, I did. I did. Okay. I did. Charlotte comes out and talks her shit about being Charlotte. You know. Liv comes out, interrupts, and if we, if we talk about canon and paying attention and things like that, after Survivor Series, when everyone was ripping their locker rooms a new asshole because NXT beat them and Seth Rollins was doing his thing in the prelude to being the Messiah and all of that, Charlotte had won her match at NXT and... Uh, she had called out some of the women's roster and Liv stepped up and Charlotte beat the living dog shit out of Liv and then Liv disappeared. Liv came back and now she's back out on the stage and she's like, you know who I am, right? And Charlotte's like, uh, you know, you're doing this thing where you want me to pretend like I don't know who you are. They did the whole thing. Anyway, we get the match. They're playing that up, which I appreciate. You know, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. callback. It's a, something that they've done before. This was a really good match. It was, it was this is... I'm thinking back to Raw. This is probably the most entertaining match I saw that night. Mm-hmm. Liv loses, but Liv looks like a star. And they have really she been pushing Liv more. She does thing when she's like, she's get her ass. She kind of looks up with a little smile like, please, can I have some more kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, they're like really like committing to this character they're giving her. And I'm good with that. But she's beat Ruby Riot twice. She's on the rise. However, she however, took it to Charlotte. However, however. There is a very, very big problem with this match. Okay. And that is that Charlotte was in this match on Raw. (laughs) Yes. 
Because as we've said, Charlotte is now an NXT talent. It needs to stay the fucking NXT. Yes. Which, by the way, that reminds me, we didn't talk about this. One of my favorite things about Charlotte is something that she did in that match against EO that you don't see a lot. And that's that figure four neck lock into the rolling suplexes that she does. It's like one of the coolest moves in her arsenal. She doesn't use it all the time, but it's fucking dope. And I love seeing it. Here's one thing that we didn't get in that match that I just remembered because you mentioned that and they teased it and almost gave it to us was that Bret Hart figure for a leg like on the turn on the on the post. Mm-hmm. She almost did it and didn't do it. I'm like, no, give me that Bret Hart figure four on the pole. <sighs> Rhea ruined that. I was so hurt when they didn't actually do it. She could have at least let her lock it in first and then broke it up or something. Yeah, she could have done her full entrance, and yeah. by that time it would have been on, and she could have ran down and broke it up. Exactly. The one time you could have done it, and I would have been okay with it. <laughs> and then we got our main event, Drew McIntyre versus Buddy Murphy, because Buddy is Rollins' disciple. Uh, Drew gets the win, and then Rollins attacks. Drew McIntyre rallies. They're really making Drew out to be like this unstoppable – badass baby face heel that shakes everything off and yeah and they're really trying Rollins. to get us to, they're really trying to get us to buy into Drew's as like you know superman baby face kind of thing i don't know man it's just i'm not into drew as a baby face <laughs> i don't mind it i just need them to do more with him i need the i need to give a reason to care like the brock stuff was great and him beating Brock was great, but since he's done that, the Seth thing is really just, it's not doing it for me because they're not doing enough with it. Like, give me a reason. I don't care that Seth thinks he's a leader and Drew isn't, and Seth talks about how great Drew is, but he's not a Like, that's not enough. Make me care. Yeah, Have the him- whole thing of him talking about how Drake, how good Drew is, and then saying he's not a leader, kind of like, takes away from who Seth is as a heel. Like, he should be demeaning who he is as a person overall, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't give him compliments. Like, it's just... Monday Night Raw, do me a favor. You have a commentator by the name of Samoa Joe who has been doing a fantastic job. Go back, study his promos. See what he does? Do that. More Samoa Joe-esque promos. That's what I need. Like Seth. Our main event. Study Samoa Joseph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Not good enough for Hulu. Monday Night Raw edition. Uh, we got Aleister Black, and he's back in his dark, smoky room. He's got his suit on, and he's addressing AJ Styles because he doesn't appreciate the fact that AJ Styles threatened to throw him off a building. I that, is not like a man, you, that is not a man that you threaten. But he also asked AJ how it felt. Not just to tell him, but tell everyone how it felt to be buried six feet under. And let's AJ know that he doesn't take that threat lightly, and he will reciprocate. So I really want him to win this, Travis. And I. <laughs> uh, Here's the thing, though. You say that, but you know they're going to give it to a heel. So move on. Stop uh, MVP. Up to knock yourself down, sir. MVP is backstage pumping up who I formerly referred to as TM62, but with the last dance and everything going on, I think we're going to refer to them as MVP's All-Stars until we get an actual name for this tag team. 
because I like that. MVP's All-Stars. I'm with it. I still uh, don't know them, but I'm with you. MVP's All-Stars defeat two fly crew, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. The team he should be managing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's is that actually team. what they called, or they just you just call them that? They have been using that hashtag. Two fly crew. Yeah, he's the thing. I kind of like that shit. So like that's why I I'm like cheesy as fuck. That's why I was asking, did you come up with that, or did you like? Was that them? I kind of like two fly crew. Did you ever listen to two live crew? I did. I mean, they had a song called "Hey, We Want Some Pussy." Like it's. <laughs> And it was just, you know, they were like the first to have an album declared legally obscene and illegal to sell in record stores. Like, it's just. I mean, of all the songs, Travis, Hoochie Mama, Misa Horny, Tootsie Roll, When I Dip, You Dip, We Dip, like, all the songs you could have chose, that's the one you go with to introduce people yep. to. Yep. Hey, we want some pussy. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> And last but not least, not good enough for Hulu, the Street Profits lose to the Viking Raiders. And here's the thing. I didn't see that match. I knew that match happened, but I saw this coming. It made sense. Mm-hmm. I get it. Cool. Monday Night Raw, spit or swallow? Spit. <sighs> I'm gargling that one undecidedly. I did get to see the Viking Raiders Street Profits match. I did get to see MVP's All-Stars versus Two Live Crew. I did get the Alistair promo, which does a lot for me, even though we didn't have a match. Um, that leaves AEW. Yeah, let's talk about this, too. So we kick it off with Cody Rhodes versus There was no Luchasaurus. All right, AEW over with. What else? We kick it off with Cody Rhodes versus <laughs> Joey Janela. Cody Rhodes gets the win here. People are saying that this is probably the best match they've seen Joey Janela have since coming to AEW. Oh, oh, against who? The one that Cody people Rose. are all pissed off at right now. Oh, look at that. He made him look fucking awesome. I hate the internet, Matt. We got a Nyla Rose hype video before she came out and beat a jobber. She was a junior high school basketball standout, Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Junior high school basketball standout. <laughs> it's more than I can say about my junior high school basketball career. Why do they feel the need to tell us that? Like, here's the thing. A lot of times I'm watching and listening, and I don't retain all of the stuff. But for some, that stood out because for some reason, they felt the need to tell us that this person was a junior high school basketball standout. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> She's also the native beast, and she also came out and fucked that chick up. Well, not Nyla Rose, the other chick. They, oh. They said she was a junior high school basketball I thought standout. that was something that was in the promo package that I just kind of no about the one she squashed. Oh, they yeah. said she was a junior high school basketball standout. Who said that? Oh, wait. Jericho wasn't on commentary this week. So no, it we wasn't had, Jericho. We had JR want, it was Tony. probably JR. I want to say it was JR. It may have been Tony Schiavone, but I'm 
I want to say 75% sure that it was JR. Okay. Uh, then we had an MJF promo and Travis. They were if, digging. They were digging. Like if there said, was ever a wrestler in AEW sir, that exemplified sir. the things that Travis loves about sir. professional wrestling, it sir. is MJF. I was so happy when I saw this shit. I was like, dude, dude. That's a star. Can I just have more of you? Every fucking week. You know what? Just fuck it. Everything else that happened on this show doesn't matter. Just give me MJF for two hours straight. Like, I don't want the rest of y'all. Be like him. And then on top of that, we've got him ringside getting interviewed with Wardlow in the back and Sean Spears next to him. And he's putting Sean's like he's talking shit about the entire roster. He goes, no, 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 but not you, but not you. You're good. You're cool. You're good. Like he's putting Sean Spears over. But at the same time, suddenly going like, yeah, whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. just like he was putting him over, but like the camera saw he wasn't really putting him over. I'm like, dude, how are you this good and everybody else sucks? So Travis, there's a show on YouTube. It's called A Shot of Brandy. It's like a cooking show that Brandy has. There's an episode with her and MJF before like the whole him turning on Cody thing. Mm-hmm. I think you would really enjoy that show. I'll check it out. Um, not. Just remind me tomorrow when I'm mm-hmm. sober again. But, yeah. MJF finds out he's got to fight Jungle Boy and has a shit fit. Here's the thing. I wouldn't have such a shit fit about fighting Jungle Boy because who the fuck is Jungle Boy? But. Jungle Jack Perry. Luke I, Perry I, I, I know who he is, but I'm no, just if you're saying. you're going to ask that question, I'm going to tell you. He's Jungle Jack I hear Perry. You. I'm just talking about in terms of ranking and how great he is as an AEW wrestler. He took Le Champion to the limit and beat his test. L. No, no, no. L. He L. was supposed to survive 10 minutes, and he did. And then Le Champion added more time on and then lost. He L. succeeded. L. Just like a W is a W, an L is an L. Now... You know what? You know who Shannon Sharp is? Sounds familiar. Tight end for the Denver Broncos, three-time yes, Super Bowl yes, champion. Yes, 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 yes. He talks, you know, he has a uh, daily show with one Skip Bayless. Do you know who Skip Bayless is? Yeah, he's that black guy. No, he's a white guy. No, he's that black guy. No, no, Skip Bayless is a white guy. He's, uh, he, he's about as white as you can get as a, on a hold white on, guy. Travis, you're telling me that there's not a black guy named Skip? Skip Bayless. Yeah, you're telling me that that's not a black guy's name? No, that is a white guy. Really? Yes. I just, I can't picture a white guy named Skip. That seems super... Anyway, you are throwing this whole thing off. (laughs) It's working. He has a show that he does on FS1 with Skip Bayless. Used to be on ESPN, now is on FS1. Where he says at his restaurant, he serves hot dubs and hot L's. That is all that is served there. When you show up, you get one or the other. You get the dub or you get the L. It is just that simple. Fair enough. Did you have more? I don't even remember what we were talking about anymore. Jungle Boy losing to Le Champion. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, so, uh-huh. you know. Hot, hot L. Gotcha. Um, hot L. Exactly. Speaking of losing, Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian, loses to John Moxley. He let his hair grow back out, and I'm so glad he did. Oh, yeah. He looks a lot better now. Um, now we can just be Scorpio Sky and Kazarian and just rid ourselves of Christopher Daniels. We'd be golden. I'd be okay with that too. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, and it's not even that I don't like Christopher Daniels. He just, you know, I don't like them 
using him as the focal point and like just kind of casting aside Scorpio Sky. So if he wasn't there, him and Kazarian could be a great team. And then Kazarian goes away and Scorpio Sky continues to rise and then we get what we deserve. Dark Order shows up and we said it last week. We're like, we're sick of the fact, like we like what Brody Lee's doing, but the fact that he's the leader of the Dark Order, that the Dark Order isn't doing Dark Order shit. And then what do we get, Travis? We got Dark Order shit. Mm-hmm. With their new boy, 10, coming out and hitting an Arn Anderson spine buster. They need to do a better Hoxley. job putting the 10 on them because they, like, mm-hmm. rubbed off too quick. But, like, I, I, it's I'm like uh, when the AOP – or not the AOP. Uh, the Acolytes were part of the ministry, and they used to draw shit on their chest. And, like, five minutes into the match, it would rub off Bradshaw's chest. Yeah. Yeah, they need to do something else. I mean, he needs Look to go ahead. Look at tattoo. I'm about to say commit and just tattoo a 10 on your arm. Like, just do it. Just get a Roman numeral 10 tattooed on your arm. Just – do it. it. Just do it. Um, so they come out. You're white. You can get the- new tattoos anytime and cover it up. It's cool. Your skin can, like, just color over it and shit. It's true. I've done it. Yeah, us, you know, we, we can only get black ink as, you know, you know, well, that blackish greenish shit that we, that black people can get. That's all mm-hmm. we can do. So we get one tattoo. We're pretty much stuck with it. You ever try and get, like, uh, um, that glow in the dark tattoos we got like glow in the dark ink like white glow in the dark ink i've heard of that but after i heard about it i just haven't thought of a tattoo that i needed that would justify me trying it you know so i don't know you've got a dragon on your shoulder you think you're going to be the dungeon master maybe a dungeon master tattoo coming up we'll see we'll see we'll we'll see what happens with my with my dungeon master endeavors I can't believe that since you never got anyone to buy you that Brahma Bull belt that you haven't got a Brahma the Bull. Uh, you know, I went and got my Undertaker tattoo on my calf. Yeah, no, but it's just, you know, The Rock doesn't even have that Brahma Bull tattoo anymore, you know? Yeah, he covered that up. He covered it up with a badass fucking tattoo, though. So it's just like I'm not even mad at him for doing it. <laughs> but at the same time, he doesn't even have that tattoo no more. So it's just like, eh. Brody Lee then issues a challenge to John Moxley, and John Moxley's like, "All you had to do was ask." I love that. Like it's what he said. He's like, "All you had to do was ask." And you know, as you know, even aside from what what Aaron said last week about how he doesn't like John Moxley, I kind of like this John Moxley character. I liked him when he was in WWE too. So he was just like, you know, he it fit with his character. He was like, "Dude, all you had to do was ask. I'll fight any fucking body, dude. I don't give a yeah. shit." So it's just. And to to Arn's point is, it feels like Dean Ambrose. It doesn't feel like a huge departure from what so, we got in WWE. It's just the difference is you actually like that, and he didn't. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm cool with it. I'm good with it. I enjoy it. So, yeah, if that's the kind of thing you vibe with, then you're going to like it. If it's not, then you're not. And now, Travis, the two things that made this a swallow for me Brandy Rhodes is my shit. That bruh, promo, bruh, that she bruh. cut. Listen, listen. As I was watching this, once again, I was playing Final Fantasy X. Like a bit through this promo, I'm like, oh, I need to pay attention to this. I put down my switch, sir. I'm like, I need to hear this. Oh, oh. She is not Samson's Delilah. She is not Bill's Monica. And there's something here. That, that is very important as to what we're going to see in the next segment. That is very important, very key, 
And it's something that well, we'll talk about. So she cuts this promo on Jake the Snake that she is Brandy. She doesn't need Cody to save her. She's not this – she's not Cody's whore, essentially, is what she's saying, yeah, which is all the things thing, that Jake like, has been saying about her. Mm-hmm. And he's, she like, said, if you hit me, I'm going to hit back. <laughs> keep my name out your mouth. Yeah, man. Then we get QT Marshall versus Lance Archer. And for the first time in my life, I am happy that QT Marshall is part of whatever faction – of the Rhodes family for whatever reason. Cause I've talked all the <laughs> shit about that apple eating fuck, but I didn't want to see Dustin get whooped here. And I didn't want to see Cody. We needed to whoop somebody and Brandy needed to be down there for it. So come on out and manage QT. <laughs> Archer defeats QT. Brandy has a little back and forth with Britt Brit Baker ringside here. Britt hops the railing, kicks Brandy, DD teaser, lays her out. She gets dragged in the ring. And here comes Jake, who has been chilling ringside with a fucking mask on. He gets Damien fucking 42 or whatever fucking snake yeah, on now. Damien 7 million point oh. <laughs> Brings Damien in the ring with the mask pulled down, lays it on Brandy, and then mounts her. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, they going to do this on TV? Oh, they, they doing this. Okay. So, okay. Couple, oh, shit. A couple things about this, Travis. One, the internet blew up saying they didn't yeah. need to do this. They Why? sure didn't need to do it, but guess what? It worked. Why is he doing that? He's an old man. This is turning me off. This is creepy. This is this. This is that. Yes. Yes. Exactly, internet. Exactly. And they called He's it a unnecessary. fucking heel. But it wasn't because we just got a promo from Brandy talking about how Jake has referred to her as Delilah, as Monica, so on and so forth, basically called her a whore. Now that she is knocked out, after she talked her shit, he is treating her the way he has talked about her. The only mm-hmm. issue that I took with this entire thing was that the match is between Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes and Lance Archer didn't do anything. Bully Ray had a great point. If you had had Jake give the snake to Lance Archer and let Lance put the snake on Brandy, that would have done a lot for Lance instead of having him stand to the side because Jake's not wrestling Cody. Lance is. And Lance is supposed to be the focal point of this, not overshadowed by Jake the Snake Roberts, which he is right now. But That's, That's a tall task. When you got Jake the Snake in your corner. <laughs> I fucking loved it, Travis. From her promo to this at the end, which was just hard to watch and uncomfortable, exactly. but and great. And it was supposed to be. That's the whole thing. It's just like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. And it's just like, oh, this is like, oh, I hate you. But I love that this happened. And it's just, ah, yeah, yeah. AEW doesn't usually get me like that, but they got me this time. This and the fucking MJF promo and the Brandy promo, like the whole Brandy shit. And MJF got me this week. Which is why I saved this one for last. And the Moxley, Brody Lee stuff you enjoyed as well. Well, I like, yeah, I did. I did. You're right. So, last but not least, we got our our fun little AEW bit of kind of comedy act here at the end. 
We've got Le Sex Gods, which I hate to say I really enjoy the fact that Jericho's doing that. Like, he calls <laughs> Sammy Guevara a Spanish sex god, so now they're teaming together, so now they're Le Sex Gods. Versus Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy. It is a empty arena, street fight. They go all over the place. I will say this, AEW fans, for all the shit that you talked about WWE paying the city of Florida to put on shows and be an essential business and how they're being unsafe and how somebody had Corona and this and that. There were more than just essential personnel in the crowd. Oh, definitely. And in this match, I saw children. I'm and not complaining and, about and, it. And I JR point out that everybody's been tested and all that shit. I'm like, oh, so you got some extra tests on all these other people. So either you did that, you got tests on people just for your production that didn't need to be there, or you lied. One of the two. One of the two. But I don't care about that. Oh, I'm not I mad about it. I'm just pointing it out. But I just, uh, for those listening who are big AEW fans who don't like WWE or have been trashing WWE and kind of hate watch it, whatever you're doing, I don't care that they did this. It helped make the match better. All I'm saying, and all I've been saying to you on Twitter, is keep the same fucking energy. Yes. Keep the same energy. If you're going to say bad, bad WWE doing bad shit, when AEW does it, whether they do it better or not, keep the same fucking energy. Can't talk shit about one and talk about how amazing the other one is when they're both doing the same shit. Yes. Be more like Travis. Equal opportunity shitting on. It was a fun match. The sex gods get the win. We got what the golf cart. The broken Matt Hardy costume change. Twice. <laughs> Twice. He went in the back and changed costumes. And then in the freezer, <laughs> in the freezer, and turned into Damascus. Got in the golf cart. The only part of this that I hate, and it's the same thing I hate about AEW every week, is Kenny Omega and his stupid fucking face and his pointing. Because that motherfucker got in the golf cart and still on the golf cart had to point and make a dumb fucking face as they ran over Sammy Guevara. I forgot because I remember from this match he did that moonsault. Mm-hmm. Rewind back earlier. Cody did that shit with the moonsault that I fucking hate. Which is? When they do the moonsault and land like next to the person, I guess kind of like they just fall down and he stands up next to him and shit. Yeah, like what like, Charlotte does. Like Charlotte does, like, yeah. He did that shit. I hate that shit so much. This was fun, though. I mean, it was. despite my thoughts about Kenny Omega, this was a fun ending. People went through tables. You got... Uh, the inner circle coming in, helping the sex gods get the win, putting people through tables. They were all over the fucking concourse. They did a bunch of fun shit here. I'm good with it. Yeah. So I'm going to swallow AEW this week. Well, on principle, because there was no Luchasaurus, I'm spitting AEW this week. But I will say I didn't hate it. What was the best show of the week, Travis? History is being made here, sir. For the second time ever. I'm going to have to give this week to AEW. You know what? I'm going to agree. Originally, for me, it was NXT. But now that I've sat down and I've talked about everything we saw and what I've enjoyed and what 
was going on. I'm going to say AEW is a better show this week. We're going to give the win to AEW. Yeah. Real quick before we sign off, we go through all that shit. I, it doesn't matter. We're not on a time crunch anyway. Yeah, you want to do good, predictions man. for Money in the Bank since we haven't done predictions in a while? Sure. There's not a whole lot of matches, so it should go quick. Shelton um, Benjamin's win one win Money in the Bank. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, I've been going to put it on Bray because they didn't really put, want to put it on Braun in the first place. So I'm going to go with Braun. With Bray, I mean. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Roger that. I'm actually going to go Braun Strowman. And I'm really divided here because part of me is like they just put it on Braun. They're not going to take it right off him in his first title defense. But at the same time, I agree with what you're saying. But I also, I love Bray Wyatt. I just don't need him to have the title. And I feel like that's going to handcuff him. And I don't need that. Especially if they put it on him just to wait till Roman comes back and have him beat. Even though there are all these crazy wild rumors flying that WWE is erasing Roman Reigns from TV because they haven't mentioned him at all. And that he's in deep water because he won't wrestle because of Corona or whatever bullshit's going on. Yeah, I don't believe any of that, but go ahead. Bailey versus Tamina. Bailey. I'm going to go Tamina. I really hope that this is finally Tamina's time. Bailey's had that title for fucking ever. Yeah. I know that Tamina went out on top, and generally because Tamina won the match tonight, that means she's losing Sunday. But I'm really just kind of hoping – that they give this one to Tamina. She's busted her ass. I'd love to see her get a run. So I'm going with my heart on most of these predictions. I hear you what you're saying. I just don't see them putting the title on Tamina. I just don't see them doing it. Universal title, Drew and Seth. Drew. And I went Drew as well. SmackDown tag team titles. New Day, Lucha House Party, Forgotten Sons, or Miz and Morrison. I'll give you half a guess as to what I'm going to say here. Same thing I did. New day. They might put it on Forgotten Sons, but nah, nah. Men's Money in the Bank. Your choices are Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Daniel Bryan, Aleister Black, and Otis. And Travis, let me tell you, as I was writing this down, I just realized how loaded this match actually got once they added AJ Styles. Because if you tell me Otis and Apollo Crews. Yeah, you still have Daniel Bryan and Baron Corbin and Rey Mysterio. It doesn't feel as big. Yeah, you say but it you all got, changes when you add AJ. Yeah. You yeah. put AJ in that match, you tell yeah. me I got Baron Corbin versus Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan and Aleister Black. And, oh, and yeah, then you Otis understand, oh, that's why you did that. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like, it's one of those things like, it's fucked up how you got there. But when you do it, I'm like, I see why you did it. I get it. I get it. Which is why I'm also going to say I'm going to say AJ Styles is going to win this match. I don't think we have to ask me what I'm going to say. Alistair Black is not going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, sir. Fuck you. Yes, he is. Um, and then the women's Money in the Bank. Shayna, Nia, Asuka, or SmackDown. Because I don't see Carmella, Lacey, or Dana Brooke walking out with that Money in the Bank. Can we talk about that Dana Brooke promo? Sure. I don't want to talk about it either. Um, she's horrible. Like, don't let her talk anymore. Um, Unless she's talking about fucking Batista and then more of that. No. On Twitter, she can talk about fucking Batista. Well, no, they did some fun backstage skits about it. Did they? Yeah, they did. I don't remember that. Yeah, she was texting Batista and the whole thing with her and Elias and 
yeah, they did some shit. I don't remember any of that. But it, okay. Um Who's in it? Shane and I and Asuka. I really don't see it being Dana Carmella or Lacey Evans, so I'm just going to say No, I hear you cuz none of the, none of the SmackDown roster is really viable. It's really I'm I'm going to go with Shayna. I went Shayna as well. Um I think there's a chance it's going to be Nia as great as Asuka's been. They've jobbed her out to Becky too many times for them to put the money in the bank on her and for it to mean anything. They've kind of been building Shayna, even though Becky beat her. It's either, in my opinion, it's either Shayna or Nia. And right now, because Nia just came back and because it's WWE. I'm seeing Shayna, like I said, winning the Money in the Bank. And I've talked about this before, Nia getting another title shot outside of Money in the Bank, just having the title shot. We get the whole thing with um, the fuck is her name? Becky can I, no, why can't I remember her name? Ronda Rousey. Yeah, <laughs> comes back, gets some heat on Becky. Her and Becky have a title match. Ronda wins. Shayna comes back, cashes in, beats Ronda for it, and then we get a Ronda versus Shayna Baszler match. So I'm saying Shayna's gonna win this. All right. Um, so Why couldn't I remember Ronda Rousey's name? That's weird. I don't know, but to recap, uh, Travis went Bray and I went Braun. Travis went Bailey. I went Tamina. Travis and I both went Drew McIntyre. We both went New Day. Travis said AJ. I said Alistair, and we both went Shayna. Steve, cool. who's right? Maybe we'll start. Uh, are we going to do a post show? Are we still doing post shows? Do you want to do a post show? We're going to do one and we'll just put it on Patreon. I'll feel I'll see how we feel on Sunday. Okay. Well, um, that... here's a fun thing. Uh-oh. Do you remember long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, we were flirting with the idea of a fantasy wrestling league? Yes. Let me talk to my guy, see if we can make that happen. That'd be dope. And I'm sure we could get uh Vince from the Smack Raw podcast and our Yeah. <laughs> Probably get those guys involved too. They might be interested, so I'll I'll hit them up. Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta really establish rules, but yeah, I'll um yeah, I'll talk to him. Let's see. He's I'm sure he has time now. Oh <laughs> so. speaking of which, shout out to the Get Your Podcast boys because they posted something on Twitter. About uh, Pogs, P-A-W-G. Yeah. And uh, they gave me another one of my brilliant ideas, Travis, my, my brilliant money-making ideas that I have. Mm-hmm. So, where is it? Uh, mm-hmm. They posted, dun, 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 I just want to know if wrestling fans thought that Pog, P-A-W-G, was a New Japan belt. And a comment about you deviants really out here following Pog accounts on Twitter. Get it together. My idea is... Wait, what? So somebody said you deviants are really out here following Pog accounts. Get it together. What's wrong with Pogs? I I asked that question. I'm with you on that. They said, I just want to know if wrestling fans thought Pog was a New Japan belt. LOL. Which I laughed. What would that stand for, though? Out, dude, their belts are all fucking <laughs> sorts of crazy shit. But then I posted this, Travis, and hear me out. Pogs on Pogs. 
The little pog disc, P-O-G. Oh, I remember pogs. Pictures of pogs. Yeah. Pogs. Yeah. You can play a play pogs on a pog. That would be a hit on Pornhub. I'm just saying, Travis. Million dollar WWE inspired dildos and pogs on pogs. That's what I do. Oh, I and to, I one gotta, fall. I got a guy that can probably make that happen too. Listen. You said you had a guy for one fall. You said you had a guy for dildos. Now you got well, a pog. A pog the, guy. Guy, the guy for one fall and the guy for the fantasy wrestling thing are the same guy. Yeah. Pogs on pogs. Yeah, I got to talk to the to the, to the the graphics guy and see if he can. It's a good idea. Thanks, I kind of like that idea. I thought you would. You'll never hear me say that again, but I like that idea. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Creation World. That is at T H E Creation World. You guys can also follow Travis on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cussalot. That is at S. And me on Twitter. Uh, only. Uh, uh, rewind. Follow me where? Twitter and Instagram. Mm hmm. At Sir Cussalot. Mm hmm. At S I R. Mm hmm. Underscore. Yep. C U S S A L O T T. All right, you froze. I just had to make sure oh. to tell people where to follow me, bro. Like, I didn't realize I froze. Um, yeah. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Also, go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash creation world, facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. And if you follow me on Twitter or you go to the Facebook group, we have two tournaments running right now simultaneously. It's the same tournament. It's a brawl for all 64-man tournament. Today's was uh, Big Show versus Andre the Giant, who would win in a straight-up fight between the two. I believe Andre's dominating both polls right now. Really? I think so. Huh. That's interesting because here's the thing. As a professional wrestler, yes, Andre was better. But Big Show is the same size pretty much as Andre, but more agile. In a straight-up brawl for all fight, I'm going Big Show all day, every day. Andre is actually uh, winning 53% to 47% on Twitter. And over here in the Facebook group, again, facebook.com slash groups slash smacking it raw. No G. Uh, Big Show is winning 10 votes to two. There you so, go. See? 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 If you want the real answers, go to the Facebook group. I will tell you that the Facebook uh Tournament is turning out slightly different than the Twitter tournament. So that'll be interesting. Hey, all of y'all that follow Matt on Twitter, get in the Facebook group. We have fun discussions in there, too. That's true. Get up in there. What was that Facebook group again, Matt? Facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. Smacking it. Also, go check out Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow. It's the other podcast Travis does without me. And there's a new creation world up. Another podcast Travis does without me that you guys can go check out. You guys can find those again, facebook.com slash creation world. Um, it'll have links to everything. And if you go to my Twitter at Matt Ritter, I have the link tree up for creation world, which will get you the video portions where you guys can find us on YouTube and on Pornhub because creation world is the number one pop culture podcast on Pornhub. We are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, and Super Flash Arrow is the number one CW superhero Arrowverse show on Pornhub. Damn right. And there's also a Facebook group for that, and that is facebook.com slash group slash Super Flash Arrow of tomorrow. Yep. 
Also, that link tree has Patreon and Teespring. I made some dope shirts. Go buy my dope shirts. Dope there, shirts. Check out the other shit that was made for Super Flash Year of Tomorrow, which is also dope, and the Creation World stuff. We've got hoodies. We've got leggings. We've got T-shirts in all shapes and sizes. Tank tops. All that shit. For people of all shapes and sizes. And maybe soon, pogs on pogs. Pogs on pogs on pogs. For Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer. I am the warden, Matt Ritter. We are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, and we are that damn good. Peace.